CFF presents 1% Better, a podcast about CrossFit, nutrition, coaching, mindset, and community. Join us as we embark in casual conversation to shed light on what life is like within these black and yellow walls. With episodes coming at you every Monday, you can follow along with Coach Whitney and Taryn as we talk shop about all things CFF. Episode 58. Today's a cool one. Today we're talking, we're talking about the history, history of a CFF. Let's, <laughs> let's specify that. I mean, the history lesson. Yeah, today we're talking about the history of CrossFit function, which I think is kind of cool because not everybody in here right now has come from that far back and may necessarily know our story from the very beginning or like everything that's happened along the way. 10 years is a long time. Well, I think it's timely too because you just posted the other day. <laughs> I was going to say yesterday, but by the time this comes out, um, you just posted the other day uh, your graduation photo and from you, university, from yeah. university and becoming an affiliate. So that's exciting. 11 years ago. Mm-hmm. I, like I remember like sifting through words to try and come up with a name. Really? Like CrossFit function. I don't remember what the other words were. I just remember that like hmm. the conversation, you know, like, what are we going to name this? And then typical me and Karen fashion was like, well, it has to be something that like the handles on the social media can. <laughs> and social media wasn't even like huge back then. It was just beginning. Not as impactful as it is today. I understood the importance. Yes. But def- yeah, definitely not as impactful, but knew that it would be a tool that would be important. But that's funny that like, that was what I was basing, which words were going to work. Yeah. Yeah. I remember getting those papers in the mail. Not in the mail, in the in email. Oh my god! I'm just Not saying, like, bad. congratulations! You're now a CrossFit affiliate, known as CrossFit Function. I'm just having to sign those documents and the amount of responsibility that was then coming along with that. Like, it's like a 50-page document, and you're reading through that, and you have no idea what this lawyer jargon means. Yeah. Um, but really, all it was was just the right to use the name. Were you doing any like? personal training or any training of other people at that time before? we were working with the Sacred Heart football team oh, okay and then we had like a couple kids that were because at the time we were working on at Benno's but then right well whatever it was called and then it burned down so those people that were working out with us it was just a small group of us like maybe three more people came and were working out with us out of the garage that we were in so there was a few other faces that were kind of with us at the time but it wasn't like anything formally coached it was like let's just hang out in this dusty grungy garage and we only have six plates available and this is what we're gonna look because this is all we have did you have your level one at the time i think i like i just got it like everything happened within the same week like i just got it in september Oh, so I would, again, too, I would have been just going to Edmonton to go and get it. My level one was with Chris Spieler. So there's a history lesson. Like if you are listening to this and you don't know who Chris Spieler is, you better get on Google and start doing some, some reading up Mm -hmm. like legend. Mm -hmm. And he, he wasn't, it was in Edmonton. He wasn't the king of the butterfly pull up because Brett Marshall was, who was out of Calgary, but like he would be the next best gymnastics guy. And he was teaching us how to do butterfly pull ups in our level one like it was it was amazing and then it was cool like after the level one he's like yeah if you just have questions like hang out like and we sat on a couch with him and we're just like firing off ownership questions at him like and he was just talking to us like we were people next door like it was awesome yeah i find that with a lot of like crossfit icons or just like 
when you go to like events or like courses, like they're super open. To yeah, because because they love it. That and like they have also been in the yeah. same yeah. positions that you're in. You know, because yeah. I think at my level one, after day one, there was like beer waiting to just hang around and have beer or yeah. whatever and just shoot a shit and ask questions and whatever. So it was cool. Um, okay, so you were training people out of a garage gym well not training tra- not with tra- them training just working out with them working out out of a gym in the garage then your affiliate came in you had a space obviously no not yet did you have your affiliate out of the garage gym it was just papers like we weren't actually in operation okay so it was like a secret like we we knew this was happening but how long did it take for it to actually happen? Well, I guess you didn't get a building February? until February, till January. And you opened in February. Yeah. And how many members came? Three. That's awesome. Like, yeah. I, I remember the first day rolling up there. We had a 6 a.m. It was like a Monday, Wednesday, Friday thing. We had a 6 a.m. and like a 6 p.m. or something because I was still working at the time. Right. And I remember rolling up there and just being like, I have no idea what I'm about to walk in here and do. Like, I, I literally do not know how to do this. Like I'd never been to an affiliate. So I worked out at CrossFit Calgary for like three months while I went to school, but you're not in there like as a person that is potentially opening. Yeah. I was there as a kid working out. Yeah. And going to school. Yeah. And then like, I'd been to CrossFit Regina a few times, but I'd never been to their class. I'd only been there as like a side thing because I knew the people or the person I was working out with knew the people. So I went in like, for instance, one of their head, one of their owners gave me basically a free PT session to teach me how to deadlift. <laughs> and you still need a session on how to deadlift. <laughs> well, he, he did an amazing job. Aaron Meyer is a great guy. He did the best he could with what he yeah. had. Which was a big change. Yes. <laughs> so, so I remember just like opening those yeah. doors and like waiting for um, this one person to show up. And like, I have no idea what I'm about to do, but I don't care. Like, we're just going to do it. And, and how did it go? Well, I'm assuming pretty good because that guy stayed around for like two years. Oh, that's good. <laughs> So I moved away. And how quickly did it grow? What did the growth look like? Upward trend, very steep. And I would say it steadied out. So we opened up in February, probably steadied out somewhere in like November and December. And that's when we went through an ownership change for shortly after that. Mm-hmm. And I took over as a sole owner. Mm-hmm. Then it went nuts. We were in that small um, strip, strip mall. mall downtown. Yeah, We had 700 square feet of usable space. Like my office was 400 and it was total 1100. So actually even less than that because you factor in the bathrooms and yeah. stuff, the shitty way we organized it. Yeah, it was small. And like our morning classes were like 15 people plus the coach. Plus some days it would be me doing my own stuff off to the side. Yeah, it was tight. But the cool thing was, and we had very limited amounts of equipment, equipment mm-hmm. right? Like we had like four barbells and four kettlebells, all each different weights, like one of each. Mm-hmm. The cool thing about it, and sometimes is the thing I miss the most about these larger locations, is it was such an intimate environment that like you would think nowadays, like people would hate sharing their equipment or, you know, this is my space. Why is this person crying? But like, it was just a an understood thing like you never even really had to talk about it it was just something that like people understood mm-hmm. and it that was cool they're like yeah hey you want to buddy up with me like we're gonna form this group of four and we're gonna go through back squats because mm-hmm. we only have four racks yeah well and it's interesting nowadays i think like the panic's been of like how are we gonna do this yeah we don't have enough or there's not enough space 
and in a way like when those conversations do come up just because like you know i know where we came yeah. from there's an element of like it's okay like people don't think about it as big of a deal as you might right yeah. like so so with like the influx of people what changes did you have to make to accommodate all that um when did you stop working full-time pretty much when the ownership change went through it wasn't even full-time i had a, a part-time like i was working part-time mm -hmm. i had 12 hours a week and i think at one point i went back to work at quiznos because like you can't pay rent on 12 hours a week. Yeah. Yeah. I quit those jobs. As soon as I took over ownership, like I knew that this was going to require my full time and attention if I needed it to be something. Plus at the same time, my like CrossFit career was starting to, my athletic career was starting to develop. Yeah. So at that point, like things that changed was probably the way that, well, pretty much everything changed because now that I was the only owner, I can run it like I wanted to. So literally everything changed, but probably the biggest thing was like how we structured foundations. I hated how we started with it. it was like you could only join on the first of the month and it was like every monday night was like an educational session so you'd come for an hour and we would teach you things like one night it would be all about mobility the next night it would be like nutrition the third monday would be like he did a thing on ergonomics and i forget what the fourth night was but or the fourth monday but then like in the meantime they were integrated right into the group classes so it, there was no like flow to it. So I hated that. And I changed that almost immediately. So then when we went like every two weeks, a new thing started, which we ran with for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And I also hated that because that doesn't work either. What we have right now is by far the best way to do it. And we have it set up is like their personal training yeah, sessions. And, it, and for many different reasons, it far. That's how I did my foundation. Yeah. It was as a PT because my schedule didn't work mm -hmm. with what you had set. No, and that was a barrier to entry for a lot of people. Yeah. For sure. But at the time it was like, I wasn't willing to sacrifice my own time to do what, to make the changes that needed to be changed so that you could operate as something like we are today. Mm -hmm. But that's the difference between, no, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> yes. Um, just the point being is like, that was like a huge change that, that happened. And then it wasn't shortly after that where I approached one of our members, sat down with him for coffee and was like, listen, I need your help in making this dream come not dream, but like these aspirations I have come true and I don't have the capital to do it on my own and I need help. And luckily this person who was a businessman in town was very invested in what I was doing with the gym. And I said like, here are my blueprint plans. They're my dream. Like what can we do to work together to make this happen? And then next thing I know we had a 5,000 square foot building. And that was like the first game changer. Mm -hmm. the the trajectory of the business what did that allow you to do like the bigger space it's cool because all my facebook memories right now are kind of aligned around that yes because that's this true is september this is one yeah, was yeah. our first class yeah. actually september two today was the memory of the first 6 a.m class like a we could expand our offerings in mm -hmm. terms of we now have enough space that i can run class at the same time i can have hockey teams in there football whatever like these other specialty things mm -hmm. That's when our kids programs started to develop, you know, just the fact that we could run foundations at the same time as the class. They're just the more space meant more activities, mm -hmm. which also meant more equipment. And now all of a sudden I remember that road truck coming with all this stuff. And like, after being in that small location with such limited equipment, it was like massive Christmas. Like you've never felt before. Mm -hmm. And I was particularly excited about it because I purposely laid that building out the way I did to mimic my regionals right to be yeah, totally yeah. honest the equipment I bought the way we set the rig up like it was meant to mimic regionals so I yeah that was a that was cool but it just it just meant that there was the potential for opportunity 
And that's what I didn't have in the old building. When did your staff start to grow? At that time, because you needed overlying staff if you're going to run. So were you solely coaching at the old old building? Um, myself and like there was a core of us. There's maybe three others. Were you doing the most of the coaching? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It was like that for a long time, which at the time was fine by me because I didn't know, like I was just young and naive. I didn't know what running a business should actually look like. Mm -hmm. to be totally honest and I was so like blinded by my training too like that was the time consuming part for me right yes and six freaking hours a day working out doesn't leave much time for much else no so from the time that you moved to your second location what are some other big changes that might have happened the specialty courses was another one like rowing club was one of the first things that came and it was shortly after we opened Mm-hmm. you know like I love rowing I was so excited to be able to offer something like that and then from there it just kind of like started the snowball I know that we did gymnastics stuff like we always used to run a monthly once a month like a pull-up clinic and we did that for like two or three years every one Monday every month but then once we got this bigger location like we can make that a gymnastics specialty class mm-hmm. where we could do some other things right mm-hmm. like we not have enough wall space for more yeah. than two people to be on the wall at yeah. once so specialty classes was a big thing I remember doing strongman stuff or pulling trucks in the parking lot like mm-hmm. you couldn't do that where we were you know prior so birthday parties came along with that that was a big hit lots of good stuff just space and opportunity right and opportunity was the thing that I wanted yeah it was necessary and this is one of my my other posts that came up in my memories was it took 90 minutes for our membership those that volunteered to help to move everything out of that building to the new building 90 minutes oh, man. and I remember that when I and I was at the old building just like kept pushing stuff into trucks and people were driving it over and I didn't even get to the new building until we were done. Mm-hmm. I remember walking into the new building, like everything was so neatly piled, like in a in little pile <laughs> in the middle of the gym. <laughs> it's like our entire gym fit in this like small little pile. <laughs> That's crazy. And then we moved again. And it took us four hours. With like a four, ton 45 of people. people. Yeah. It yeah. took us four hours on a Wednesday night to move from Highway 9 to here, which like is not about the amount of time it's taken. It's Just like the growth, the, it's right? the fact that like what other business yeah. could get 45 of their customers to come out voluntarily mm-hmm. and empty a building and move it to the next. And then come back the next two days and two, put, days it and put it all together and clean and yeah prepare the building for operation on the Monday. Like, I don't know another business that would do that or could do that. And I can, I will boldly say that, which I think is just fantastic. Like our members are amazing. No matter where in this journey they've come along, they've always been that way. Yeah. Oh man, I'm having flashbacks of that last move. And I'm having flashbacks of the, the first move. <laughs> no, of the first move, but my office was such a mess and there was so much stuff everywhere. And I remember the Walker kids, Michelle and Bianca's kids, they were just small going into my office and packing it all up for me and organizing it and putting tape on the boxes for what was what. And I was just like, all right, delegation, like this is awesome because <laughs> there's no way I could have done what they did. I feel like this is, I didn't see your first office, but I think the office we have now is like the, the best, best office. Yeah. Thank goodness. It actually serves its purpose. It does. And it's not messy. It's actually organized. Um, so moving to our current location, what 
has that offered you in terms of like space, location, that kind of stuff? I like that we have a more appropriate place to run. Yes. That was like one of the first things was I hated running down that grid road for A, the dust and B, the semis. Yeah. And now like, I mean, I don't know what the neighbors think. Half the neighbors are members. Yeah. But like, it's so much easier to run down that road now. And like enjoy it. And same thing in the parking lot. Like having a paved parking lot is yeah. makes a big difference for a lot of different reasons. Mm-hmm. So I like that. I like that we have the turf. Some days I get a little frustrated, but so I like that I, we do have it. You know, mm-hmm. it's easier to push sleds. It makes my hockey kids a lot happier. But then it allowed us to organize differently too. Like there was things about the way the organization in the old building I didn't like. So I kind of like that fresh start opportunity. I think that was not one of the hardest, but it was hard to have that clean slate because you had so many possibilities of where to like put things yeah. and what does the flow look like and I think again COVID allowed us to do that again because we reorganized after COVID and because all the equipment had left and came back so I think and that's the thing too like we moved into the building in November and we were only in operation for March. four months yeah. yeah and then we we're shut down so like we hadn't been here <laughs> yeah we didn't even know what it was like to work out in the summer with the doors no. open that's right. Like I remember opening the doors for the first time, just you and I sitting here yeah. working on the computer with people and like showing them like, Hey, look, look at this nice yeah. view you That's have right. <laughs> that you guys don't even know. Yeah. Things that we take for granted. So like we've talked about space changing and like membership increasing. What else has changed for the business? The business. Yeah. <laughs> like literally let's just label it as yeah. that. I was having this conversation with somebody on a couple of days ago that like it's now a professional company and not a hobby business because that's that's what it was. It was a hobby business that was just getting by. Now it's a professional company and that makes me very proud. And a lot of things have gone into that to make it that way. But most importantly is the 10 years of experience has made it that way. You know, we now have a, a system. We have a system in which the way in which people come into our membership. Then we have a system with how do we give them the best service possible so that they will get the best results possible. And that looks different for different people based on their goals and their needs and things like that. And even as we continue to go, we refine that, which is the best, Mm -hmm. you know, there is no best way to do something. It's like, let's keep fixing it to make sure it keeps keeps working and when we find a new hole we fix that and just keep going right like then we have a system for like what happens while people are members with us in their lifetime with us Mm -hmm. that anywhere on their journey like we've got things built in to make sure that these people are having the best time that they can while they're here we have a system for what happens when they leave us we have a system for how our staff become staff how our members get interested in becoming staff like there's processes for literally almost everything And that didn't exist before. There's communication systems. Like I'm no longer the person that people reach out to, to join the gym. And that's awesome. Like before it was like, I was the name of CrossFit Function. And like, if you wanted anything to do with the gym, you came to me. And now it's not about me. Like, it's like, Hey, I want my kid to join the gym. Awesome. They're going to come to you. I want to join the gym. Cool. They're going to talk to Joanne. I want to do some nutrition. Awesome. They're going to talk to Arlo. Like we just have so much to offer. And I love that more people get the spotlight on them. Like, I love that it's no longer about me. I love that. It's cool because it helps people like you get to build your career. The rest of our staff get to build their career. You get to gain some expertise in an area and be the expert in that area to others and be known as that expert in that area. Like, that's awesome. Which mm-hmm. makes you feel good, right? Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the big thing there is like providing careers. Careers, yeah. Like that opportunity is there. Yeah, and I that think- like, I don't need a side gig. 
I don't need a nine to five to provide me with my lifestyle. And I now can provide that for others that like, if you're going to come and work for me, I can give that to you. You don't need a side job to make sure that your rent gets paid. That's what I mean by professional company. And in return, those people are now way more invested in what they're doing, which then provides tip top service for our customers and gets them the results that they're looking for. Oh, I'm getting on my soapbox here. Yeah. Fired up. That's just because like I'm for the first time in 10 years, like I just love what this has become. Like I really have loved it all along. Don't get me wrong. And there's been peaks and valleys. Like there's times where I just yeah. didn't want to come here because I didn't like what it had become. But like, man, we are on a very high peak right now. Well, I think you can say that you love it for a different reason. Yeah, too, true. Right? Like you used to love it for CrossFit and what CrossFit was and what CrossFit did for you and what CrossFit did for the members. But I think now you love it because of the business has it has become and now the potential for it to grow that mm -hmm. way yeah for sure you can see that you get to run a business like actually run a business like it's cool what would you do differently if you were to start all over again i would have done this <laughs> <laughs> i would have honestly and it's hard because like i was 19 i was young yeah, like yeah. You just don't have, you don't have the maturity. You don't have the emotional intelligence. You, you just, you don't know what you don't know. And I put my trust in someone that I thought was going to help guide me there, but that didn't happen that way. So I had a lot of gaps to fill very quickly. The thing was, is I didn't know what those gaps were. And over those 10 years, those gaps would show themselves. Right. And I always felt like I was backtracking to fill that, that void with the edge or like the knowledge that I needed. And I feel like I've got the best, most complete understanding of like what truly needs to happen and like where the focus should be lay and, and things like that. I just, I wish I would have had this knowledge back then. So I think what I would have changed is I would have sought help sooner, but I mean, everybody knows who I am and knows my stubborn personality. Like, I'd rather figure things out on my own than put my ego aside to ask for help. But that was the thing that changed. Like I realized I couldn't do, couldn't get where I wanted to be on my own means anymore. I had to ask for help for somebody to guide me where I needed to be. And like, look what happened. You seek the help out of those who already know what they're doing. Like, duh, things are going to change. <laughs> if you're willing to. Yeah. Right. Key point, right? Like <laughs> yes. you have to be trusting of yes. the process and like trusting of the people that you don't even know but you're working with them, right? Like, so yeah, absolutely. I would have sought help sooner. And I, and I was like, I was seeking help. I just wasn't asking the right people. Mm -hmm. Um, what would you say your, I don't want to say like regret, but maybe it is a regret your biggest regret or like downfall in the last 10 years of the business, aside from like not asking for help sooner. That's hard. Cause I have like, how about like mistakes? Okay. I'll like, I feel that. like I could roll okay. off a hundred mistakes I've made. Okay. One or two would be good. <laughs> Mistakes are good though, right? Like yes, they're, they're, they're learning opportunities. Yeah. Honestly, um, thinking that I can help everyone would be a tough one, which is hard because you're so invested in what you do and you're so passionate about what you do. And it had such a pivotal change on your own life in some way, shape or form. And, you know, you talk to people and they may be telling you their story and it's like, Hey, I have this thing that can help you and I want to help you change and, and do whatever, you know, whatever it is you're trying to do. But like you can't, so this goes two ways. One is it isn't for everyone. Mm -hmm. Like we say CrossFit's for everyone, but like it is, but what we're doing is not for everyone. Right. Yes. Like, let's just put it that way. And I think we pride ourselves in that. Absolutely. Right. 
because those that do fit in with who we're looking to work with, we can help them immensely, which that's good. We know who we want to work with and we, we focus on that. The second thing is like, you can't help people if they don't want to help themselves. And sometimes the coach wants it more than they do. And that's hard. And like you see these people and it's just like, you know, that if they could do this one thing or whatever it might be that like, they could completely turn their life around, but they don't want to help themselves and you can't want it more than they do. That's a hard one. And I think the second one, and maybe this isn't one on top of mind was again, too, due to the nature of the business. And I just had a conversation with someone, again, the same person the other day is like, due to the nature of the business, like it's so like, it's a relationship based business, right? Like it's a service, but it's a relation, a very serve a relationship based service. It's hard to not get attached to the people that you're working with. And all along, like, you know, I'm young. It's cool. All these people are coming in my life. Like now I've got all these people that are like inviting me over, giving me gifts or, you know, just different things. Like it's hard to not get attached to people. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, this is a business. Mm-hmm. It's an exchange of money for a service. You know, like, let's just simplify it in its terms. And it has taken me 10 years to figure that out, you know, and people don't understand it from the other side, you know, as members or or whatever, it's just like you put all your being into helping these people. It's hard to not be emotionally connected to them. And then, you know, whatever happens at the end of the day happens. And it's hard, it's hard to sometimes separate that probably now I'm better at it. The best I've ever been, but shit, like that was a, a hard lesson to learn. I remember the first time I lost my first client. Like I was sitting in fifth Ave cup and saucer. My first client phones me, tells me the reason why he has to quit. I'm like, I'm 19. I literally don't know how to have this conversation. So I hang up the phone and I'm like, I'm sitting in this coffee shop in tears because I just lost this client who I was attached to. You know, I'd spend a lot of time with this person. Yeah. Yeah, That's a definite tough one. Aside from where the business has grown to and what it provides to both its members and your staff, what is like your biggest success or accomplishment? What are you most proud of? Yeah, you better fill that silence for a second. <laughs> um, so I don't tell many people this story because I, I do keep it kind of close to my heart, but it wasn't too long ago. I was, I was having a goal review I believe it was with somebody and they had said that they came to CrossFit at a very low point or they came to CFF at a very low point in their life Mm -hmm. like straight off of suicidal tendencies and just straight point um, point blank looked me in the eye and said CrossFit function changed or saved my life like heavy emphasis on saved and like I just sat there and I was like that shit changes you like how I didn't I'm not even sure what I replied because like what do you reply in that situation And I think that was, when I say like that changes you, that was a moment where you truly kind of feel the power of the culture that you've created, you know? And like, yeah, it's on the outside, it looks like a bunch of workouts and celebrating some bright spots and shit, but like somewhere within that is somebody like that particular individual who could have made a very different decision one day. And because somewhere along the way, somebody in here said something to them changed the outcome of that and like i don't know there's not many not many things you can do in your life where you can have an experience like that where somebody can say something that you've directly done has saved their life like that was un- that was an unreal moment so it's not necessarily something i'm proud of i don't know that like i guess i'm proud of like the culture we've worked mm-hmm. so hard to cultivate in here that's in this recent time but yeah that was a that's a moment i will definitely remember on my deathbed that's cool 
Any other fun stories? Fun stories. Oh, one of the things that obviously the more space allowed was the throwdown. Like, oh yeah, like, that just came across my mind. I'm like, well, duh. Did you run that the first? That was one of the first things I remember. We were setting up the equipment in the old place, and I was like, Mark, this is what we're gonna do. Like, can you imagine if we do this? What kind of opportunities that presents, and blah blah. blah. And like, I was like planning it out as we were building the equipment. So you moved in in September, and then we didn't run it until the to the fall. Until the fall year. Yeah where it was like burning in my brain until April because I remember announcing it in April. I'm not a good secret holder. <laughs> I don't know. There's been like cool events that I'm glad we could participate in. Like I was thinking about the special Olympics marathon we had done mm-hmm. about this time a few years ago. And I was just cool to do something really crazy with like 30 people and then yeah. invite the special Olympics mm-hmm. team out here to join us. Yeah. That was awesome. I don't know. It was just like, I look back on it and the things that we've accomplished in the directions that we've changed you know because we've gone like so many different directions until you kind of find where your footing feels right all the things that we've done and all the people that we've influenced and helped and you know etc etc along the way like it's just it's so fulfilling i feel like you're in this like trance of looking back yeah but also forward too it always excites me like we're just kind of getting started like, yeah, it's been 10 years, but like, I feel like we're just starting to do some of the major things that I've always wanted to accomplish. Like, for example, the scholarship, mm-hmm. you know, to have that kind of impact on the community. Like, I, and I guess that's maybe my keyword is like impact, the impact that we can have moving forward because of all these things in the last 10 years that have now brought us to this position that we can do things like that. Yeah. I mean, here's another example. I get to, I get to work with somebody again because somebody who started out with me in these very early days um, and then went their own direction somewhere in the middle has now brought themselves back to me because they followed along all the way and knew that their best success was when they were here. And you know what I mean? Like just somebody who has been that invested for 10 years Mm -hmm. to follow me and like pay attention to what the gym is doing and and then want to be a part of that 10 years later again. Like that's cool. We had a conversation I had with a former member yesterday of, I used to do CrossFit. I have gone through these injuries and all of that stuff. And now this master's program that you offer seems like a more appropriate fit for me. So just being able to offer different things to make it again, more, uh, to make it accessible for people in different ways. Now that their needs have changed, we have things to meet their needs as well. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool. Yep. The master's thing is definitely something I would add to that list of like, things that would never have happened and for various reasons, but like just space and time and staffing and and things like that. And like the actual message that we were trying to portray, like Mm -hmm. also that is another big reason, like, because our message and who we were never really aligned with being able to offer a master's class. Like it just wasn't in who we were. Yes. Well, and it's interesting because the conversation I had with this guy is like, I'm not about setting PRs anymore. Like I don't need to reach a personal best. I need the mobility and I need the movement. So it's like, you've evolved with us. You just didn't know we had evolved yet. And now here I am presenting that we have evolved and it's like, okay, cool. I fit in here now, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. It was neat. Yeah. I mean, when you think about like things that have changed, the messaging, the programming, the identity, 
like coaching the actual like core of the system has changed so dramatically and that's good because it means that you're changing with the time with your people with who you want to be it's better aligning the fact that we had to freaking write core values and a mission statement and a vision statement because we didn't have those or they were so outdated and then aligning everything with that yeah like recentering and drawing that new path forward that's exciting to me at least <laughs> I, I wonder what that looks like maybe this is my listener question like I wonder what that looks like from the outside like and I mean outside as in like as a client do you notice these things and do you notice them in like a positive light you know like do you notice them as in oh cool like they're trying to do this because it's going to better help me you know like obviously when we make changes mm-hmm. they're not always maybe something you agree with but like you know I, w- I wonder what that looks like or feels like from the other side and I'm, i bet that's different if you ask somebody that's been here for like five six years versus somebody who maybe has joined in the last year and has encountered some of these changes i know i've heard a member say i love the direction the gym's going mm-hmm. and an older member and several times too yeah. and like and brought members back because it is going a different direction which that speaks a lot to me you know mm-hmm. That like you were once with us in this old part of our journey and didn't like it. And now you're coming back because you align better with the direction that we're going. Like that's important to me. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. So maybe that's my listener question. All right. There you go. Episode cool. 58. That's, that's a, a big one. No kidding. The history. So now you're educated. Evolution. All right. Share your experiences with us. Um, as always, follow our socials and we'll catch you next week for episode 59. <laughs>